0: Hello, 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 and welcome to part mm-hmm. two. Um, did we actually intro-, intro this episode at all? I think so. Or do we not usually?
1: No, we did do, we did do. We
0: yeah, that's your business when you do do the edit. Yeah. When I do the <laughs>
1: I'm edit, just here we'll to, find out.
0: <laughs> I'm just here to talk shit and then you have to I sift through I just see the steam
1: from your mug coming up across the street. It's very, It looks very cool.
0: It's so strange because it feels like it's off-screen it's off to me, but yeah, because I I, literally, I made two cups <laughs> of tea because I know how fast I drink it, and one is in a travel Ooh, mug, so it doesn't cool heat. down quick. I'm on it, I'm on it. Welcome back to yes, um, welcome part back. two, where we will be discussing the context mm-hmm. of the Chernobyl Diaries, because as established... Chernobyl was a real yeah,
1: event. Yeah, it was a real thing that happened. It's mm-hmm. the effects of being felt to this day. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I have a few... Did you know things um, about mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. film? Yep. Um, also, I, mentioned, I just mentioned earlier that part of the film was filmed in Ukraine, Serbia and Hungary. But mm-hmm. one of those shots, which we saw when they went underground, it was actually a World War II bunker.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. So yeah. They used that yeah. as
1: part of that. And um, Oren Pelly, the director for this, who also wrote it, um, he's the one who did the paranormal activities. And you can kind of see that through like the video blog styles and how he mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. that into it. That you can actually see it's... He's, he's got that... Uh, vlog-type style. style,
0: really well. Yeah, Yeah, he's got it down.
1: There was a scene where they're trying to escape the building. You know, and there's a glass door. Yes. And they're trying to hit it with a tire iron and a chair, and it just won't break to begin with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: There is a continuity error there where Mm -hmm. Michael hands Amanda a tire iron and then after and then tries to break it with a chair and then yeah. in the next shot he's still holding the tire iron um, as if he never actually gave it to her
0: I oh I mean I, like, I, I'm writing I'm taking notes I'm looking yeah. down I just kind of assumed that he was like give me that yeah. back but, yeah.
1: um, and then after he breaks the glass and they all flinch away
0: mm-hmm.
1: Amanda has the tire iron again
0: uh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you know, I'm the thing is, I know some people get so oh continuity errors take you out of it. I love them. I don't know. I I I guess I just kind of I don't mind them at all. Like I know I know the fact that when you film it, you don't film every like. And this wasn't a big enough
1: one for it to actually affect the film. I just love just finding these things in films. It gives you like that little ooh.
0: Um it's like a little treasure yeah. kind of thing. And there's a... Yeah, I like whenever there's a clock in the background of a scene, I like seeing if they Yeah, what are they still time...
1: keeping the time right? I think it was about thirteen yeah. minutes into the film when they're in the van on the way in. Um mm. Michael has his hat on and then in the next shot it's off and then in the next shot is back on. And it's within like a second yeah, yeah. To his hat's like I just I just love picking up on these things. Um
0: his head was too yeah, hot and just it was too cool it cold down, very yeah. quickly. You just need that quick, like, yeah. <sighs> no, let it breathe, just for yeah. a second. And I
1: mentioned earlier that a cameraman was visible in one of the shots. There was mm-hmm. another point where you could actually, in the reflection of a glass door, see the red light reflection from one of the
0: actual cameras. The camera, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, love it. Because at the end of the day, you know it's a film. Yeah. yeah. I, I people who are like, it takes you out of it. It's like, a oh, fuck.
1: And there's one point in the subtitles where it says that Yuri is speaking Russian, where he's actually speaking mm-hmm. Ukrainian.
0: Excuse me, subtitles, come yeah.
1: on. Um, But there was a, I'm just going up to the top of my notes. So my notes pages mm-hmm. is like 15 pages long, so I'm just going <laughs> to. We love it, we
0: yeah. love it. I really did open the floodgates with last episode, didn't I? Yeah. It's like, oh, we can, we can do this do now, YouTube this is politics. an option. We can do super Nice.
1: No. Yes. Yeah, the bit where it looks like nature has really taken over. I love that mm-hmm. comment. And there's a fact that I love about that nature has actually taken over quite a lot, and especially this particular town in Pripyat. Um, mm-hmm. And nature has adapted so well to like the radiation levels there. It's continued to push through and grow and find ways to adapt mm. around it, like with the plants and stuff. And in nineteen ninety-one, researchers found a type of fungus that was grown in Chernobyl. And it this particular fungus has adapted to be able to metabolize radiation for energy. Ooh. So it's using So it doesn't need to
0: photosynthesize. Yeah, it's, it's using just...
1: this radiation to give itself energy
0: and so to keep good. on living. I know people who are like into the Last of Us are going to be like, (gasps) yeah.
1: (laughs) But um, the scientists have studied that and are using it in the International Space Station to investigate whether this type of fungus can function as a radiation shield in space.
0: Oh, that's so good because it will just like use all the radiation up,
1: and will create its own energy,
0: and yeah, and then you can harness that energy to like powered a ship that's yeah. cool that's good i just love that could you also like could you do research into like i don't know coating nuclear power plants? with this fungus yeah so it, would absorb it, of, like, it off into... yeah 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 or like because one of the one of the main negatives of of nuclear power is that the the rods that you use stay irradiated yeah. for like millennia but if you could, little mushroom boxes, yeah, just little mushroom boxes to just yeah. coat everything. That, mushrooms truly are the best. Like, I there's a documentary on Netflix that I watch. If you haven't, it's so interesting about mycelium and and funguses. I don't and think I've seen that. It is. It's really good. It is very, very much funded by people who are like, everyone should do shrooms. So it is very kind of like, hey man, if you're not doing shrooms, you're not unlocking yeah. your brain. And it's like, okay guys, calm down. But all all the science bits mm. about mushrooms is really interesting. And then there's lots of like, have you done shrooms yet? You can mm. do shrooms. I'm like, let's let's stick to the science. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the science of but mushrooms is it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. Like the, my, the mycelium, because you know about how the actual mushrooms, essentially just the genitalia, Yeah, it's
1: the flower it's not the actual yeah. fungus. The fungus is the bit that's underground and it spread for miles and miles, but the mm-hmm. mushroom that we, nice yeah, it's the it's like the flower. It's what it's the spores that um reproduce, the reproductive
0: organs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the and and forests use the mycelium to talk. Yeah. To each other, like there's this thing that they've shown that like if a tree there's something wrong obviously some funguses are um parasitic Mm. um like if there's like a parasite that's um getting like that's killing a tree the mother tree is able to communicate it'll give out her children fruit
1: but it's like new like warning
0: warnings of this space is dangerous get gone and then they can try and spread further and it's so oh mushrooms man amazing. let's make mushroom boxes for everything yeah. the thing that i know about how nature is reclaiming is one bit that links back into the film is the bit with the dogs mm-hmm. and how like animals just aren't scared of people yeah it's something that i know a lot of people have mentioned when they come back you animals are not scared because they're so not used to seeing people that they're just kind of like, you know, like the reason animals are scared of us is because they've been hunted. Yeah. And so
1: they've experienced the worst of us.
0: And so the animals around Chernobyl are just like, oh, cool. It's a yeah. person. What is that mostly? But there's actually, where did I? Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is an endangered horse that was basically thought to be extinct, but is now making a massive comeback and is actually kind of thriving due to the exclusion zones. Oh wow! It's just this completely unhumaned, yeah. It's area given these animals this, this type of safe
1: environment to be able mm-hmm. to come back.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things that's so lovely, but also is very kind of much. You know, during the pandemic when everyone was like, maybe we're the virus. Yeah, because you know, like there was kind of the whole dolphins round.
1: were coming back into the lakes of Venice. And nature was yeah, coming yeah. back into places that it, yeah. good people had come destroyed and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's just, oh, we have to fully be locked out of the yeah. place to have it thrive again. We have to fully have irradiated an area so much to the point that we can't go for these horses to be like, yeah. sick, our place. But yeah, literally this endangered horse is making a massive comeback now. That's so good. Um, Yeah. So good, so cool. And yeah, and, and also with the kind of, with the fact of it being a completely abandoned town.
1: Yeah, there are areas that are Mm -hmm. but where obviously where it's the higher radiation but there are people that can that like you said they still work there in Mm -hmm. Pripyat and there's still people there there's a hotel
0: there's a hotel that you can go and stay at and yeah when I because I know I wasn't meant to be doing research Mm -hmm. but like did nervous for I think one time when I was looking it up it is 15 days so the staff 15 on 15 off yeah yeah and then they have to be fully like checked over and it does get to a point where if you're too irradiated, you just have to not work out properly more. Like they, they constantly check your levels. And you know, there have been people because at this point it did happen It was nineteen eighty six. Thirty yeah so it happened 37 years ago seven brings us to six, okay, seven so years brings 30, us to 93 six, yeah four, it was 37 three, years ago
1: four, seven, 37.
0: yeah there have been people in that time who have reached that radiation yeah. limit, and they're like okay i gotta find a new job
1: but it's like people are still there it's not completely Abandoned.
0: It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not a ghost town, and also people do have to go back and keep track of, yeah, it and, like... and
1: like keep track of the levels, what's going on, what's happening, is there any changes? It's... Are the buildings and as extreme well... tourism, yeah, mm. tourism and buildings, are they still
0: secure? Yeah, because because the thing is, there's still, I think, in terms of the nuclear actual material fallout, is still there because obviously they can't take it away when are we going to talk about the actual disaster
1: um I was going to say a little on it yeah because I think you should acknowledge that it was because it was such a huge thing and it didn't whilst the main effects was in Ukraine and like the surrounding countries the rest of the world did feel the effects of it as
0: well oh for sure for sure yeah Uh, What I basically what I was going to say in terms of the nuclear material is that they basically have to put a massive dome mm. over it to contain it. And over time, that does degrade yeah. So they're going to have to put another, because mm. you can't take that no. dome away. It's you just are just going to have to keep yeah. growing, because that's the only way to deal with it. So yeah, they do have to very much... Monitor that. Yeah, yeah. But the buildings, I mean, the pictures are... Do you remember where I got... A lot of this information from is actually the number one old man of the world David Attenborough because there was a like one of his documentaries was about they had a section on you know Mm. nature reclamation and they talked about it and that's where they talked about the horse I didn't see that episode yeah these aerial shots of of propiat is mm. insane because it is literally you know trees growing out of buildings yeah. i always find it so funny how across the road from where i used to live there was this tree like a very very mm. small like you know sapling that was growing out of a chimney Ooh. across the road from me but it was literally like it had a, it had just the, the bark mm. the trunk again like you could put your you could, like, make a loop around it with your fingers. So it was very thin, but it was literally, and it was just growing out of the it chimney. Let's
1: found a way.
0: I'm going to do my best impression. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Jurassic Park joke. I, I can never do the, like, because the thing is, you never you always chicken out. You can never do a pause as long as he does the no. pause. No, because like, the...
1: you get that awkward feeling, and you're like, am I <laughs> pausing too long?
0: Even though you know it's a very long time. No, no one can do it like Jeff. No. But life does, does. way. And that's what's happened at Chernobyl. Yeah. That's what happened on my neighbour's <laughs> roof. It was probably loving the heat of the chimney.
1: Yeah. And it'd be getting good sunlight.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, right on mm. top. Yeah.
1: Ugh. As well, the radiation levels of the nuclear explosion that happened at Chernobyl, the radiation released was four hundred times greater than that of the Hiroshima atomic bomb in World War Two, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we all know how bad that was. So yeah. that on a scale, for those who don't know, four hundred times worse in radiation. That's shit done. <laughs> that's very yeah,
0: li- literal shit. Done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It um is so it is so crazy because again with Hiroshima or Hiroshima,
1: I've said it both ways.
0: Yeah, like like. Again, the effects of that are still yeah. felt to degrees. So, and it was a lot mm. more recent. So obviously, it's still yeah. affecting people.
1: But it's like because like some of the radiation was felt as far as the UK, and mm. some parts of it is still has trace elements of that radioactivity. And I think mm. there's some in Cornwall, and there's two other places in Wales. Colloid and Gwynedd, it's Cumbria, I think, not Cornwall, You can still now find trace elements of that radiation. And because Mm. they had, so the cities that had severe rainfall coming down at the time of the explosion, it carried Ah. it, the rain carried it across.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say it's strange that it's affecting Wales and that's on the opposite side to Europe. Mm. Um, But it's because because it came across from the rain. And where's it going
1: to rain? <laughs> it's going to rain anywhere. It'll rain in Wales. But um, yep. a lot of farming, especially in the UK, was after this event happened, was you could no longer... Sheep. The selling mm. of sheep was no longer done for quite a while um, for consumption because those radioactive fallout that hit the ground. And, of course, the sheep be eating that and so you can't eat the mm-hmm. sheep. So there was a ban on sheep. How
0: did whales come?
1: But no, it was, the, it was the fourth reactor that went off, which was the reactor that was mentioned in the film. And it was yeah. a yeah. system malfunction, and the water cooling system didn't work properly. Um, and it wasn't... The guards, the science men at the time, noticed, and were trying to explain to the higher-up people, who weren't the scientists, that were in charge, being like, Hey, we need to evacuate now. We need to close this down. We need to shut it off,
0: um, because this will happen. And they were like, "Oh no, we'll be fine." No, more than that. They had a system where if there was an error, and there was no basically the way nuclear power works is you need it. It gets really yeah, you need that
1: cooling system.
0: Yeah, but it's the cooling system, but it's also how it makes the energy. Because you are turning water to steam, and that's turning a yeah. turbine. Welcome to science corner, <laughs> um, dear listeners. <laughs> and and so basically, it's this thing that you need to keep the water moving; otherwise, it gets really yeah. hot really quick, and that's bad. They had a fail safe that if there was something with the nuclear power, because basically, if something happens with the nuclear power, it stops the water mm-hmm. moving. So they had a backup generator that was a diesel generator but the diesel generator took 60 seconds to warm up and in those 60 seconds you can get a hell of a lot of steam and a Chernobyl can happen Mm. essentially but they basically were like some science blokes and possibly women were like hold on while it's powering down it's still producing a lot of Steve. Mm-hmm. so surely we can find a way to harness that to bridge those sixty seconds. So you had this big kind of idea that they're like, "This should work." We need to yes. test it. There was this
1: one, and scientist they had a schedule. Yeah, in that reactor, but that was at least one that
0: was saying, "No, this won't work." So, so what happened is they had a scheduled mm-hmm. shutdown. They had a scheduled shutdown, and they were like, "Perfect, we'll test it here. We've run the numbers; it should work." Then. There was another, I think it was like a fossil fuel reactor that was down elsewhere. So more energy was put on the Chernobyl Mm -hmm. reactor. You can't do your scheduled shutdown. because Other places are needing that. Yeah, we need you to keep up the energy. And also we need you to increase the energy slightly. So already they're working at levels, but they didn't expect to. So the day shift was already to do this test. Then... It gets all the way to and evening night shift And actually it's at and then the night shift comes in and they're saying we shouldn't mm-hmm. do this test. Because one, with a night shift, we like there's less energy needed at night. We are not not that we're not trained, but this isn't our And usual. they're not
1: up to date on the current situation.
0: No. But that's when what was his name? I know I remember his surname was Dyatlov, because I always think of the Dyatlov past. Um the man who said, This is going yeah. ahead. He was like, "No, no, no, this is going ahead." And yeah, there was an engineer in in who was like, kind of saying, "We shouldn't yeah. do this." And he was twenty six, and he
1: wasn't taken seriously. No,
0: probably because yeah, he was twenty six, but he also he was an engineer,
1: and yeah. he kept saying, "This won't work. It's going to be a massive fallout." And they weren't listening to him. Mm.
0: And and I think I think it was one of those things where a lot of the other scientists' consensus was. This should work, Mm. but we shouldn't test it when we're not ready to test it. Essentially, like, leave it to the day shift. Have it fully organised. Don't rush this if we don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they continued with the Mm -hmm. shutdown. And basically, to be able to use the powering down energy... You need to keep your output at seven hundred. Yeah,
1: it needs to be a consistent but level.
0: Slow and and the line is seven hundred. Mm. And this twenty six year old, basically, again, I don't know how scientific do we need to go with the control rods? Explain fission.
1: Yeah, I think because some listeners may not. I remember doing fusion in um in fission in I think it's GCSE physics.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the cliff notes is there's fusion and there's fission. Fusion is merging Mm -hmm. particles, and that's what happens in the sun. And we can't do that on Earth. And fission is splitting atoms apart, like bigger atoms. And when you split an atom apart, basically you hit it, it splits, and then those split bits hit other Mm -hmm. atoms, and they split. And that's where you get this chain reaction. And that's why nuclear power is so good. Because you only need to put a tiny amount of effort, one, to, like, and you then give it a just tiny keeps, little.
1: It's a chain reaction.
0: It keeps itself going, but it's also really dangerous because it can keep mm-hmm. itself going to the fact where it's a you know a runaway chain reaction yeah. and gets bigger. There needs be so like what to do is you have system. Yeah, and that containment is control mm. rods. So essentially, these control rods absorb. The nuclear material so if you put it in a tiny amount they absorb not a lot and there's lots of particles bouncing around to do more reacting if you put them in a medium amount it probably can, like absorbs half and it's a more stable reaction and if you put them fully in it absorbs all of the particles and there's no reaction the reaction mm-hmm. stops so that's basically the the easy yeah of the control rods. So what this... I think his name was Leonard, this 26-year-old. I can't remember his name. Uh, don't worry. Um, basically, he had to keep it over 700. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really want to do this anyway. So I'm putting absolutely no blame at his doorstep. Yeah. He put the control rods too far in. So that output was only 30. It's quite a difference. Which... Quite a difference. Which basically meant that the water stopped mm-hmm. moving.
1: And the three divers were sent in to try and fix this issue manually. Oh, I did. Yeah, three divers no. went in to try and by hand fix this situation. There are three divers and 31 workers. No, I think it was 31 in total, including the divers.
0: So, so what happened is the water wasn't moving, yeah. and so Dyatlov was like, "We need to get the mm-hmm. water moving quick." And Dyatlov's scheme to get the water moving quick was essentially to remove. All of the control rods. And he even. There were 211. Like fail safe control rods. And if something's called a fail safe. (laughs) And basically he ordered. For all of the fail safe control rods. To Mm -hmm. be removed. So there were only 18. Again fail safe. Mm -hmm. So nearly 200 of them out. And that's. That's your last yeah. hope, kind of thing. Because essentially the water wasn't moving. He was like, Yikes, we need to pick the but energy. But you also up need fast. those
1: rods in to be able to
0: control the reaction. That's the, that's the thing. It's it's nuclear power. The thing with nuclear power is it gets going yeah. quick and it keeps going quick. Once it starts, it starts, it to... starts. He was like, Oh no, we need to get this moving quick. Let's it's like saying, Oh no, we need to get this going. Like it's like I'm trying to toast a marshmallow and it's not toasting quick. I'll put I'll set it on fire. Yeah. Is essentially what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: like, yeah, I guess that means it's toasted. It also means it's on yeah. fire. And that's when and and again, you with the other thing with the chain reaction is within the mm-hmm. water. It had a chain reaction of the water was heating up and turning into steam.
1: And it's and evaporating then the water, which means there's less of the water and they needed more of that.
0: Yeah, and also it was increasing the pressure, yeah. which kind of was, again, stopping it moving. And and it basically, every, it's a feedback yeah. loop. It's a feedback loop. And that's when a fire started in the fourth reactor. Yeah. Uh, but, but because they dismantled so many of the safety features...
1: They, they actually didn't back know how bad yeah. it
0: was well that too but they didn't know how bad it was like a fire started and they were like oh it's a fire call the fire engine yeah. in. and so there were these firefighters literally going in normal fire gear putting out a fire and it was a nuclear yeah. fire because they were unaware
1: like, of this radiation level situation that yeah. was happening
0: and those firefighters like literally died within the day most of them like within the hours pretty much because they were literally just going into like pure radiation Mm -hmm. essentially
1: and i know the workers of the plant who they so the 31 of them they died within three months because of the radiation levels
0: yeah yeah and they so there was the initial explosion Mm And then the firefighters came in, and then there was a secondary explosion. Yeah, and I think that's when the kind of roof blew off. And they still didn't evacuate anyone from the town. Yeah,
1: because the they were calling the science people in the science like the room thing, where where all the controls are. They were calling up this higher up person who is in charge, being like, "This is going on. We need to evacuate. We need to put these procedures in place." And this high rep person was just like one of these men with money type people. He was not an actual scientist. He wasn't clued yeah, on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and was like, no, it's just fine. Just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he, cause he fully survived. Yeah. And I think he did get in prison. Yeah, he was. For... Yeah. And it, it just, it just kept on going badly. Yeah. Hmm. Because by the time they finally said, "Okay, we need to to evacuate," they only told them they would be gone. They would be gone for three days, which is another reason why, like, nothing's. Yeah,
1: because they had five minutes leave, and they were told it was three days that they'd be gone. You'd be able to come back, so you know you're not really going to take stuff if you're like,
0: "Oh, I can just come back to it." Yeah, yeah, like it's it's completely fine. So yeah, and then and then there was this whole thing where you had. The nuclear material, I'm no good with the timeline of this. I just know various bits of the terrible thing. There was this bit where essentially all of this nuclear graphite and lead got ejected. And it kind of landed on the roof of this building. And later when they had to try and contain it, they couldn't because it was all on Mm. the roof. So they needed... To clear the debris off the roof.
1: Yeah, they need to clear the area.
0: And they sent in robots and the radiation was so high that it malfunctioned Mm -hmm. for robots. So they sent in people. Yeah. Um and essentially people had three seconds. Or it was like a it was like a this is how long you have before the radiation's gonna get you. So what we want you to do, we want you to run here. Grab something run. Grab something, chuck it off the roof. Don't even hold it, chuck it off the roof because all we need is to have a roof cleared and that's it. Run, chuck, go. And that's how long you have. And these people were called Mm -hmm. bio-robots. And I don't know how many of them died. Yeah. Because also, no one... The other thing about Chernobyl is no one knew what was going on. Yeah, it was very kept in the dark. Because obviously this is Cold War.
1: Secretive. I know the Soviet Union still has the death toll for... Chernobyl disaster as thirty-one people when it's mm. actually killed thousands.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and when they, because they didn't say anything about it at yeah. all. The only way that the world kind of found out. Can't remember which country it is, but it was another European, like mainland mm. European country. Basically, they had their own nuclear power station and their reading yeah. started going
1: through the roof. They going. were picking up and like, something else and they were like, What's going on? Okay,
0: what's wrong? What's wrong? Check yeah. this. And nothing appears to be wrong with
1: theirs. So they were like, Okay, yeah, let's call the next closest. Get- let's see yeah. what's.
0: Or, or, I, I think there was like a board of nuclear, like. Yeah, let, let, let's call, call the yeah. higher-ups. And that's when the USSR had to make a statement. But they, all, all they said was, there has been a malfunction at Chernobyl Power Station. Um, the residents have been evacuated and all who have been affected are being yeah. treated. That was yeah. it. Not like, yeah, we're currently using humans as robots. And there was like another bit where, because now all of the water that does the water cooling mm. water is already, yeah. and it was sat right above the water reservoirs.
1: Um, it was yeah,
0: for the country's drinking water. Yeah, so they had to go in and fight because it because basically it, that's not the way it usually is. There was a crack; it spilled yeah. in. Some people had to go in. And find a way to divert the yeah, water. Yeah, I think this into... is what
1: one of the jobs of the divers were as well was to yeah, fix yeah. this issue to stop any more radiation getting into the water supply and affecting everywhere else. Yeah, yeah.
0: but it, but it, it it was this thing where I remember I can't remember the degree like the how hot it was, but it was so hot that they basically had to just work in a t-shirt yeah. because they, and then obviously that's not radiation proof. No. So. Yeah, but
1: the I know the three divers, all of them survived. All three of them oh. survived. Um, and and the shift leader, his name was Boris Baranov. He died in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. And I think Valerie Bespalov and Oles- Alexi Ananeko, who are both the chief engineers of one of the reaction sections, as far I know, as far as twenty twenty one, they were still alive and living in Kiev.
0: Hey, raise a toast to a real one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is, yeah, like, like, yeah, the twenty-six-year-old who said this should not go ahead. I know that he pretty much yeah. died in the in the initial fire, or yeah,
1: because he he didn't quite want to help, that. but he was also like, well, this needs to be done. And she so was like, okay. "He said, he said it
0: shouldn't have happened, yeah. but obviously, if they say go ahead, you are like, right. If it has to go ahead, I am going to be the yeah. one to do it because I want it to be done right."
1: As well, it's the what I take issue with with the film? Okay, is how they portrayed these victims of radiation. People are still experiencing radiation from Chernobyl now. It's still an yeah. ongoing thing, and like even yeah. countries in surrounding areas, like parts of Russia, Serbia, Hungary, mm-hmm. Belarus. They're all still like getting cancer from the radiation that's in the ground. They're all, I know there's been spikes in leukemia from it with amongst mm. children being born, and so a lot mm. of people don't make it past um, into adulthood because of all this. It's still going on, and the way yeah, yeah. this film portrayed these radiation victims was kind of like the living dead. Yeah, the yeah. zombies.
0: It, I would I would almost class this as a zombie yeah. film.
1: In some scenes they look like vampires, in some they look like zombies. It's
0: They really reminded me of the descent, yeah. the clickers. Mm-hmm. Um so while I
1: whilst I thought it was a good film, I also think I do take issue with how victims were represented
0: yes i think at the end of the day
1: it's a horror film and it is it is still a work of fiction but i think they could have done it a slightly different way instead of having them as
0: i think if you're gonna have the whole there's irradiated people there there's no way and that's the horror there's no way of doing that without them being zombies Mm. or you know what I mean like the living dead exactly what you said like zombie esque I think the bits were early on in the film the montage those were done yeah those were done
1: very well and highlighted just how just what it looks like how it is there Mm -hmm. I think that bit was done well
0: Mm, mm. And and Yuri was really good. I really liked seeing Yuri's face. And
1: his face, he he really saw the sadness in his face when they were
0: going through. Mm, mm, mm. I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was Mm. really good. I think, but again, like.
1: Especially when they highlight, when Yuri highlighted the fact that they didn't have time to pick up anything. They just had to leave. Things like that. Yeah. When they did things like that, I thought was good.
0: I just, I just sort of feel like, to a certain extent, I don't think I really m- mind mm-hmm. the kind of tone deaf nature of the end because I kind of feel like that's the medium that it yeah.
1: is. Whilst I do have you those could, issues, like, like it's like the, it's
0: also a conspiracy theory film. It's kind of like you. There's, there's TV. There's the. Yes, so I would say there's, because there's the Chernobyl series.
1: Yeah, I remember, I think I saw that as part of my Fransix A-level.
0: We did the, we watched Mm. the series
1: that was like the documentary of what happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like there is enough sensitive material that I'm not as, yeah. I mean, like, 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 exactly like what you said. Like, they have basically been turned into zombies, but... To a certain extent, I'm fine with that. It Because, again, I didn't really know if they were meant to be the residents, if they were meant to be. So, yeah, see, like, when they, I was, were so they were so disconnected yeah. from people, but I kind of was not seeing them as people affected by... I was like, and now it's a zombie film. Yeah, Ooh. it's
1: like when I was when watching it, until the end, you kind of get the feeling that I thought... For me, I, you kind of got the feeling that they were just still there, people living in the town, and they'd been affected by this radiation. And then at the end, you see with this, where it comes to the, the government bit. The hospital. That it's mm-hmm. lab testing, and it's... They're trying to find the mushrooms. Yeah, they need the mushrooms. That's what yeah. they're doing,
0: that. They're just trying to find the mushrooms in the people. Um,
1: that I think that end scene with the labs brings it back into the fact that this is not quite actually about the people as people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like this is one of those things. You know how usually we say, okay, that's the film. Now, with the context, what do you think yeah. now? This is a film, but we kind of can't do that because I feel like there are probably people who don't know about Chernobyl. Yeah, which is to why... the extent yeah, that we did. Because
1: I know the amount that I know because I studied it in one of my modules.
0: And I know the amount that I know because I hyper fixated on it
1: and <laughs> um, so like i know there are people who don't know as much and especially with this film with i thought we should like give a bit of the actual events that happen yeah. especially to people who may not know i just
0: feel like i can't give like how we usually do i can't really give like a ooh pre-context i thought this, yeah and now post-context i feel this watching it i was like oh i know about chernobyl and am like even during during the film i was kind of sat there being like Oh, nice! Yuri's mentioned it, but it was the second. It was a yeah. fourth reactor. And why are they so surprised about animals? Actually, I know that.
1: Yeah, there's actually there's a
0: yeah, because we kind of had, had that background
1: knowledge going into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would say that it's probably one of those films where context is completely neutral, yeah. if not maybe even detrimental. Because I feel like if you think about the context too much, you get into that oh, space exactly. of where you kind of are yeah. saying the way that they're treating these people is a bit tone deaf. I think and this is like when I said, like, if I were to recommend this to someone, which I, I would. I'd say dumb action film with a bit of good scenic thoughts. Yeah. But I wouldn't say this is a hard hitting relevant film about the Chernobyl. I'd yeah, be like, no, I wouldn't oh say, yeah, yeah. Some-
1: I'd be like, this is a yeah, this is an action horror that's got some dumb scenes, but also does in some scenes pay homage to actually what happened, you get some information. Yeah. Um yeah. But at the end it's like, they almost f- give Yeah, at the end it's still a fiction and it's still mm. a
0: horror. Like, I almost feel like they give you as much of the context yeah. that you need. Like, Yuri says, as like, if, if you went into it knowing completely nothing, Yuri gives you the information that you would need. You, like, yeah. he
1: points out, like, that was the reactor. And he tells yeah. you that that's what it was. He gives you the information that they didn't have time to leave. He gives you the information, like, how the fire ground was never used.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, and the fact that it was, like, a failed yeah. safety procedure thing. Like, all of that. Um, you don't need any more than what the yeah. film gives you. But us being us mm-hmm. we like to delve into the more
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the film and yeah, I've got a note here, it's about ninety eight thousand people within like the close time of the disaster died. But the Soviet Union has it as thirty one workers. And it only has yeah. workers. It doesn't include the other people affected. And people are still dying now from this.
0: Like like we said about the lipid, yeah. yeah,
1: and it's like um, crops. Like you know, with like children in Belarus, the a lot of their crops are still contaminated. They have they're still exposed to certain levels of cesium one three seven, which affects your immune system which weakens mm. it and makes you die younger, causes all these different illnesses. And there was there was a Belarus doctor who said about four weeks away in clean, fresh air can help build your immune system back up to help them live that mm. bit longer and give them their life. So there is this film, whilst it did have some cl- complaints, it did have good to it because there was mm. at least one organisation... A, a, Someone Watched This Film created an organisation to actually help children of hey. who are still suffering from this disaster. To get those yeah. four weeks away. And I don't know what the original, like the one that did that, but I know there is, my church has this programme thing with a mm. charity called the Chernobyl Children's International Lifeline, which was founded in 1991. And it mm-hmm. so they bring people over from Belarus and surrounding areas and Chernobyl to here. And give them that four weeks away, give them health care, dental care, um, help with their education, give them new clothes, trips to the beach, because some of them would never have seen the beach. Um, A lot are orphans, and so they get time, Mm -hmm. they spend time, like, outside of an orphanage, in like, they get placed in with these families. And they learn English, they see doctors, which I think is very good. Um, But as well, in more recent years, as well as bringing the children in, they also send workers over to belarus as well and run camp activities out there Mm. so they so if they can't come over they give them help there they give yeah and they fund support for hospitals schools because a lot of people are born with disabilities because of the radiation that's still going on they give education for how to manage with certain disabilities and how to help and cope
0: Mm. because that was something about sorry just thinking about the disabilities i think this Druck out to me slightly more, um, slightly more because we would just watched Freaks. One of the Chernobyls. Oh yeah,
1: he crawled on the floor. Had like only a torso. had
0: was essentially like yeah, yeah. was like Prince Randian and and was just yeah crawling along the floor like on it on his belly, and that was I don't know it just felt a bit jarring because you had this film from 1932 where your person who only had a torso felt very much like a human. Mm. And then this, this, film, this it's, one, it's, yeah. it's zombie. And that's, you know, 80 years since. Yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just a... Uh, yeah, no, I remember when I saw that scene, I it. thought of
1: Freaks as well from I was thinking. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was the film.
0: Yeah.
1: So yes, yeah, so whilst this was a, a film that was a work of fiction, I thought we should go into actually what happened at Chernobyl. Just oh, for to... sure give people that knowledge of what happened
0: because also it was only 37 yeah, years ago it's
1: still very recent and right. people are still affected by it now and it's still not mm-hmm. very widespread known so yeah that was the uh, wrap-up of chernobyl 20 chernobyl diaries 2012 um mm-hmm. thank you for listening
0: next episode i will be talking about the is it's 70s? I want to say 70s because it feels very 70s.
1: 72.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course it's going to be 72. We will be discussing the 1972 classic of Blackula. That's, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, So buckle up on that. What please do feel free to watch it so you can join us in yeah. discussing that film
1: let us know what you think as well we have an uh, Instagram which is at a underscore horror underscore shed we mm-hmm. also have an email which you can email your opinions to, your thoughts any ideas, any film mm-hmm. suggestions mm-hmm. if you have any
0: Ooh, yeah, yes, we'd please. love to hear That'd from you good.
1: which is a horror shed at gmail.com and until next time Listen to your Geiger counter.
0: Doom. If you, you have, have it, it, listen to use it. Use it. Use it. Listen to it. Follow it. Ladies. <laughs> it is. is.